Welcome back, Wit listeners. I'm your 2024 host, Becky Schneider, and today we are so excited to explore a slightly different aspect of the tech industry with a woman in tech marketing. Lexi Sheets is the Director of Marketing for Presidio Federal, responsible for leading brand growth and business awareness, strategic positioning of Presidio Federal in the business-to-business and business-to-government markets, and creating frameworks and roadmaps that sync up strategy and operations. Lexi brings experience in partner marketing, event marketing, and demand generation to her current role. She holds two bachelor's degrees from Johnson & Wales University in Providence, Rhode Island, one in management and another in marketing. Additionally, she is actively involved in many professional organizations, including WIT, the Mentor Protege Communications Committee, Washington Exec Marcom Council, and enjoys giving back within her community. Lexi, welcome to the podcast, and I am so excited to chat with you today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. We're excited to have you. So let's jump right in. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and your current work and position at Presidio Federal. Sure thing. I was born in Mountain View, California, home of Google headquarters, and moved around a good bit throughout my childhood, eventually landing in Southern Virginia, in the Hampton Roads area. I attended college at Johnson & Wales University in Providence, Rhode Island. Upon graduation, I moved to D.C., which was super fun for a couple years. And just a few years ago, my husband and I decided to return to Hampton Ray. My career had mainly been focused on marketing in the federal government sector, which always seems to be a bit complex to explain simply whenever people ask, so what exactly do you do day to day? Because every day in this industry is so different. Yeah. About two and a half years ago, I landed at Presidio Federal which is a mid-tier integrator that provides best-of-breed technology solutions to federal government agencies. And I'm really enjoying the opportunity to be here and land and expand our marketing and branding effort. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for that that little dive into what you're doing right now. But I kind of want to back up a tiny bit. So you're obviously, you're the director of marketing at Presidio Federal right now, but you kind of alluded to jumping around a little bit. You moved both both geographically and within the industry. So I'm curious just to hear about where your career started, kind of how you decided on this career in marketing, and then the previous series of positions you kind of alluded to that led you to being at Presidio Federal right now. Yeah, of course. So first of all, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that I was guided and influenced by some amazing mentors early on in organizations like DECA, which is a marketing organization. So by the time that I was looking at colleges, I knew that I wanted to major in marketing. And then naturally, management was of interest to me. I've always been interested in leadership and empowering others. I've worked for several companies, all of which have provided great learning experiences. These range from distributors, nonprofits, large government contractors, and now a mid-tier contractor. While all of my roles have been focused on marketing communications, I did start from the ground up beginning as a marketing coordinator, then a marketing specialist, onto a marketing manager, and now a marketing director. My biggest advice is to not be afraid to say yes. Take a leap. Try something you've never done and figure it out afterwards. If you work hard, continue to prove yourself and your impact, have a little bit of luck on your side, which is always helpful. (laughs) Someone will see that potential within you and you will likely be given opportunities. I truly think the importance of also being authentic is essential too. Don't try to fit a mold. 
be who you are and bring that to the table every day. I love that. Not being afraid to say yes and also just being uniquely you. I think I swear I say this every time with any guest, yeah. uh, but a huge theme over the past year or so in all of our interviews has been talking about how there's no right or wrong way to be a woman in STEM. There's no right or wrong way to be a woman, period, but especially in STEM. And I think women are really starting to kind of awake to that and feeling confident bringing their authentic selves and their passions and skills and true areas of expertise to their role and not trying to just like fit the mold that's always been there. Um, It's so important. Yeah. Especially in, I feel like the government space has been so male dominated for so long or the federal space, I should say, especially with contracting and IT. So it's it's really nice to have kind of this fresh perspective that we bring. So you talked about getting kind of arriving here. Um, and I think you mentioned you've been here for a, about two years. Um, and we had discussed before, you kind of had a really unique opportunity once you arrived to build the marketing program. So I want to talk about that a little bit. I want to hear kind of how did you go about building up this whole marketing team in an existing business? What did that process look like? Yeah. So helping to build up the marketing team was like trying to jump on a moving train, honestly. We had to hire on full-time team members and contractors as you're actively moving and growing. The best part is majority of the marketing team has been here from the start. So many of the same players and vendors who truly understand our business model, the leaps and jumps we've made in the past couple of years, and simply get what we're trying to achieve are still with us today. Setting clear expectations and always being transparent with my direct team and our expanded team is really important to me. And I certainly hope that shines through in the culture I'm trying to build. I'm also very excited to see where our team continues to expand in the next couple of years. Yeah. IT is always growing, right? Uh, always. Yes. Always. Especially federal IT. I think I saw there was some news article that came out this week was saying how apparently the federal government is leading the charge in IT hiring right now. So they're still looking to expand, which means that obviously marketing to these folks who are want to hire or need to buy the latest and greatest software, or hire new people that are going to implement this software is super important. So for all of our listeners who aren't in marketing, which I think is probably a lot of us, and aren't maybe directly integrated with it. Can you talk about the importance of this marketing and all the different ways that can successfully support an organization, especially when it comes to IT and federal IT? Yeah, I'd love to. I love to talk marketing, right? Yeah, <laughs> you would hope so. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Marketing Honestly, all around us, if you just look at the brand of headphones that you're listening to this podcast on, the type of car that you drive, where you decided to pick up lunch today, all the way to what concert you're going to this weekend, that is marketing at its core. So to define marketing a little bit, it's the process of attracting customers to your company to ultimately generate revenue. Everything's a business, right? It's all about money at the end of the day. In the government contracting marketing world, it's a little bit different, but still the same at the core. The lead generation or providing interested prospects to our sales team is a major focus. But just as important is our company branding. So as we're working on Presidio Federal's branding and continuing to expand our influence within the market, that is simply being at the right place at the right time and getting in front of the right stakeholders. 
Additionally, it's imperative that marketing operates in tandem with all the other components within an organization, and that ultimately you're working towards the same overall goal. Now, developing that well-oiled machine that all works together towards that same goal takes some really tough conversations, which are not always fun, Yeah, and lots of hard work. So day-to-day, I work with many different stakeholders, both internally and externally, to ensure that we're achieving what we've set out to do at Presidio Federal, which is supporting the critical missions of our customers. So you may be wondering what exactly this looks like. It spans from the DOD relying on technology we've provided to enable their missions, or the Space Force having a program that supports their IT modernization efforts and allows them to do seamless migrations. I am interested to hear you're talking about like kind of tough discussions when it comes to getting a bunch of internal stakeholders together on marketing strategy, kind of discrepancies and disagreements about what the primary goals should be, what the primary brand should be. How have you kind of handled those tough decisions in the past? Do you kind of view your role as leading the charge when it comes to determining the marketing strategy and the brand? Or do you kind of let the stakeholders facilitate it themselves and you support them? I would say as far as developing the strategy and the brand, uh, we kept our hand on that pretty closely. But overall, it's so important that marketing is truly a team player and it integrated all the other functions of the organization. So obviously, we work very closely with sales, but I serve on the operations team. Operations is a support function for the organization. We always say that we're here to support. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's it's really true, right? We're here to enable the sales team. We're here to enable finance. We're here to enable all the other key players and marketing should be supporting the same overall goal. Gotcha. Thank you for kind of spelling that out a little bit. So we talked a little bit about brand. We keep alluding to brand. And that is one of your main responsibilities as the director of marketing, leading the brand growth and building awareness. So how do you go about building awareness? And and obviously, you didn't have to grow Presidio Federal's brand from scratch because it was already an existing company. But how would you, one, go about establishing and growing a brand from scratch if you needed to? And then two... How did you kind of mold and build Presidio Federal's marketing plan and strategy and brand out of an existing company and just kind of fine tune it? Well, first off, I'd say that I certainly like the chaos of being in the mid-market sector. Like I said at the beginning, no day is the same, ever. (laughs) And at Presidio Federal, we have the backbone and reach back to Presidio, which is our parent company, like you mentioned. So that has definitely helped because they have a well-established brand within the commercial market. Playing an integral role in building and elevating the Presidio Federal brand and ensuring that we're continuing to expand our share of voice, getting out in the market, and becoming a go-to contractor for federal agencies has included many successes, but also plenty of growing pain along the way. We've had to be very strategic in our moves. Sometimes we have to pass up an investment that perhaps makes sense for a larger company like Dave Allen or SAIC to instead put our marketing efforts behind a more targeted tactic that makes sense for Presidio Federal and where we are the company. This allows us to have a more targeted, intimate play with our customers. I would encourage anyone looking to establish a brand and grow their market presence to know two things. One, 
the core of who that business is, and two, who your target market is. Ultimately, knowing the answer to those two questions will help to guide everything else. Also, know that connections are essential. Luckily, very luckily, <laughs> I've stayed in the same sector for a while, and many of those relationships have been imperative in my role today. That's awesome. I'm curious because you mentioned specifically like your target market, establishing your target market, and then connections that you have within the business or industry, I guess, in general um, within the federal IT space. I'm interested because usually when you hear those two things together, people's minds immediately go to BD or go to business development, not marketing. So I kind of want to hear your take on how closely BD and marketing work together and kind of where they can mesh and support each other in places that people don't usually think about. Yeah, so we work very closely with the BD team over here. Sales in general, but definitely BD too. Actually, our BD representatives work on the sales team. So they're both supporting long-term work and short-term work. Obviously, more with focus on long-term. But because we're a small company, you wear many hats, you have many roles. And ensuring that we're working towards those same overall goals and our BD counterparts is a paranormal, especially because federal government contracting is such a small market. It's an overcrowded market and such a small market, but especially when you tailor that down to just marketing in the federal government sector, it's an even smaller world. And there are some big conferences like GAIN, for example, that is recommended for marketers within our sector. And you walk in that room when you've been in the industry for a couple of years, you know half that room. It's a really small world. Yeah. I think I heard it said recently that the more people you know, the smaller the community becomes. Yeah. Because um, you really think I'm in a different sector of the federal IT space, but it it's kind of similar to marketing in that it's a very smaller percentage yeah. of the support. So we've definitely heard that too, where you the longer that you're in it, the more people that you know and more people that you meet, the more you realize that everybody is connected. And so kind of integrating, it sounds like marketing and BD is super important to leverage those connections and also to be on the same page about kind of the target market that we talked about and your brand and kind of everything that marketing can support when going after new business. So in building this whole program and becoming the director of marketing over the past two years, that's a pretty big transition, I would think, going to being a director at a tech contractor, especially in the federal IT space. That's kind of a big deal. That's a lot of responsibility. A lot a lot of work has gone into that. Can you kind of talk about your transition into this role, I think, within the past year from when you started and then what you've learned from this transition? So previous to my role at direct, as the director of marketing at Presidio Federal, I was actually at Presidio Federal managing all of our co-marketing efforts with our top tier OEM partners. Yeah. So just to name a few to give listeners and ideas, Cisco, IBM, Palo Alto, managing the efforts with them. And once I transitioned into my director role, I shifted my focus a good bit, as you can imagine. Um, my focus shifted to ensuring all of our various marketing tactics which includes social, digital, graphics, partner marketing, like I mentioned I did before, PR, content creation, thought leadership, and trade shows are working together to work the larger strategy at hand 
and the objectives that we must achieve. I held really tight to the philosophy that doing the little things right doesn't ever go unnoticed, even if it seems like it does. And I truly believe that's so important. Now even more so probably because I have direct exposure to how something small or something that may seem tiny falls through, it's a domino effect. I love the quote by Steve Jobs that says, a small team of A-plus players can run circles around a giant team of B and C players. The expectations I have set for myself, my direct team, and our extended team made up of contractors and vendors are super high. I can think of a couple people that might think they're too high, but that's all right. That goes with all the <laughs> It's important as a leader to hold yourself to the same standard that you expect in others. So I try to do that every day. Yeah. What a great example. I love the quote from Steve Jobs is good, but I what you said right at the beginning really hit me. The doing the little things right matters. Yeah. Um, it is so easy when, especially in a culture, I know I'm coming back to federal IT so much, um, but in this culture of kind of go, 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 everybody, every company, every agency, kind of everything is expected to be running at 105% always. And with that kind of mentality and that speed, it's super easy for little things to slip and not to have that attention to detail, especially from leadership. A lot of times it can get lost in the shuffle. And so having that kind of mentality as you've transitioned to being a director and expecting that out of your team, but also showing that as the director, I am going to do all the little things right. I am going to make a point of setting really, really high expectations and meeting them myself and meeting everybody else halfway to show that we can we can achieve this and this attention to detail is going to take us the extra mile. So yeah, definitely. And even, you know, from my perspective, the little things stands to making sure that you're responding to emails before it's been a week and a half. Yeah. <laughs> it's something that's little to a lot of people, it makes a big difference because as a director, if I don't respond to someone's email, you know, my standard is probably an hour, but if I don't respond to someone's email within 48 hours, that's really telling them that their email is not that important to me. And that's just not something I want to be associated with. So I try to always just acknowledge something. And I'm not perfect, or I'm not a robot. I am human, but I try to at least let folks know that I've acknowledged their email. I'll get back to them or I'll review it if I need more time to. And just doing those little things, obviously, scans more than just email. But doing the little things right and going the extra mile really makes a difference. Right. Especially when it comes to, and I think marketing, you probably are going to be under more scrutiny than most people. Any director is going to be- It's marketing fault. Right. Oh, yes. (laughs) How do you manage your time to be able to not only respond to people quickly, but but be able to make time for all those small details instead of packing more things in? Yeah. So I won't say it's easy to fit it all in, especially while making time for everything else in life, right? Yeah, but I think it's important um, investing in yourself and your professional network and your role and your career, especially when you have more time, has been really important to me. And I encourage everyone to try to find time to put in professional networking and scheduling time to stay connected to others that you trust and can learn from. That's really helped me. I've learned a lot of time management through seeing how other people do it. And, you know, I'm very thankful to have worked for some but not so great managers. I think you learn sometimes more from um, managers that aren't that great because you see how you don't want to be. Yeah. But I'm also extremely thankful 
to work for a very supportive manager right now that just gets it. It's hard to find the balance. I don't think there's like a perfect recipe for it, but everyone has their own lane. Everyone works differently and just having patience with that or taking that with a grain of salt. If someone doesn't work the same way that you expect them to work or the same way that, that you work, right? Day to day is important. So it's not easy to send you all in, but um, especially right now for myself, it's really important to continue to network and learn from others. Like you mentioned, I'm actively involved in a couple of different organizations, including Women of the Channel, Washington Executive, and of course, WIT. And I've learned a lot from others, several mentors within those organizations that have guided me and helped to put me in the right direction, which has been great. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think all of the the kind of groups that you just mentioned were separate from your day job, in a sense. It's more yes, just they're with- all separate. Yeah. And my team jokes on me because I'll be emailing at seven, eight o'clock at night, but I'm in meetings for these different committees and these different organizations. So I'm already online. Right. I might as well just send off. Or I will, you know, delay my email. Right. Right. I, uh, I've learned something different. I will say I've learned something different from, from each of the organizations. And honestly, the ones that I thought I would get the most out of don't exactly align with the ones that I actually gotten the most out of it. So I will encourage everyone to get involved with a couple different organizations and it doesn't have to be a huge time commitment and allow yourself the opportunity to bounce ideas off of others and share best practices and really get someone else's perspective, even if they're not in the same field as you. I have some mentors that, you know, work for a bank, nothing to do with marketing, but I've learned so much from them, from leadership and management and how they interact with our team. And that's been so valuable. I know this is probably a really difficult question to answer, but you talked a lot about advice that you've been given from different mentors, both in an official and unofficial capacity. Do you have any, like one best piece of advice that has been passed on from a mentor that you could share? I guess I would go back to what I said a couple of questions ago. And this wasn't directly from a mentor, but it was indirectly kind of said because they pushed me to do something that I wasn't sure I wanted to do. Yeah. And just not be afraid to say yes. So even yeah. if you're given an opportunity that doesn't sound anything like something you would ever want to do or you're terrified to do it or, you know, it doesn't seem like a good fit for you right now, take a step back and consider doing it because doing whatever that may be may push you outside of your comfort zone. It may allow you to grow and you know, there's a lot of opportunity in doing something that you may be afraid to do. Yeah. For all of our younger listeners, I would say the more you can say yes at the beginning, the farther you're going to be able to go. And obviously women who are later on or are at different points of their lives with families, their work or whatever it is, you're going to hit a point where you can't say yes to everything. But yeah. Um, Just to add to that a little bit. So right now I'm married, like I mentioned, and I've been married for um, almost three years and we want to have kids, you know, but we're, we're waiting a little bit. And I've really tried to leverage this time to do exactly that, to really take hold of my career and take hold of joining committees and take hold of things that in a couple of years, I might not have so much time for, right? When you have a little nuggets running around. So yeah, it's just an opportunity to do that now um, and always invest in yourself, regardless of where you are in life. You can have a mentor or a mentee and you can learn so much from them. Yeah. 
No, that's <laughs> that's such no, that's such great advice. And thank you for sharing that. I've heard before really good advice that I've I've been given was you give a hundred percent of what you have that day, and a hundred percent every day looks different. That kind of applies to periods of life, maybe not even just days. Yeah. But there are going to be periods of life where you have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and 100% is not what 100% was when you were 32 and had nothing but time to work, 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 and really exactly. grind things out. But you can only give what you can give. But I think that attitude of really kind of evaluate where you are now, see how much you can give, take that time to invest in yourself and do everything that you can for yourself in that moment. That's really, really good advice. Um, and I, I hope our listeners could take that to heart because I think that's that's really helpful. So Lexi, thank you so much for joining us today. This is a great conversation. I learned so much. I got so many little tidbits of advice to use and share. And I, I really appreciate you taking the time, especially around the holiday season, to come chat with us. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. So you can find Lexi on LinkedIn at linkedin.com backslash Lexi Sheets. That's L-E-X-Y-S-H-E-E-T-S or on presidiofederal.com. I'm your 2024 host, Becky Schneider, and until next time, keep inspiring girls and women to rise from the classroom to the boardroom.